In a dystopian future, where Detroit is on the brink of financial disaster, the Omni Consumer Products Corporation and Robocop will save the auto industry through the use of explosives. Oh my... This isn't very nice. Though you may think you're having fun now, you only hurt the one you love. Think of mom and dad. What kind of lesson are you teaching them? And now, a word on nutrition. Bad language makes for bad feelings. Let's go. The point is, we all have to work. I haven't finished. There are a lot of bad movies out there. Listen as we try to find the ones that are so bad, they're actually good. Is it just bad? Or is it exceptionally bad? Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Exceptionally Bad. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. And we don't have a Danny tonight. Producer Danny has got the night off. Um, so I've got a question for you all. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into the movie, um, do you all have a favorite or, conversely, a least favorite cinematic robot or robot analog? cyborgs androids synthetics whatever you want to call them well when you said least favorite i started to have star crash flashbacks <laughs> l well yes. hey now that's that's just that's un, unreasonable now listen here sonny <laughs> that was a pretty terrible robot he wasn't even on my radar <laughs> Um, I mean, there's definitely iconic ones. You know, the Terminator series. Oh, yeah. That yeah. one's fantastic. Though, the I think there wasn't a whole lot of love for the, uh, what's her name? Christina Loken. Yeah. Was that Terminator 3? Yeah. Where she was like kind of half metal, half. She was like a blend of both of them. Right. right? And I know she didn't get a whole lot of love, but mm-hmm. the idea was kind of cool. Yeah. My daughters will often ask me what my favorite Star Wars character is. And. Undoubtedly, it's it's an easy answer. I've always had a really soft spot in my heart for R two D two. Yeah, my yeah. favorite. Oh, I was afraid you were gonna say C three PO. No, R two D two. Yeah, I actually have a couple, and this might date me a little bit. Um, one is uh, number five, Johnny Five. Okay, from yeah. Short Circuit. Yep. Was Johnny Five 80s? is alive. Yep. Yeah. Right. The other one is, and I don't know if this qualifies as a robot, but do you remember? The little flying guys in Batteries Not Included. Oh, yeah. I yep. was just thinking about that. I was like, I was yes. thinking about those. They were so dang cute for being yeah, little they were. metal things. Yeah. That is a deep cut. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. I was just thinking about that when you when you brought up Johnny Five. Uh, yeah. Don't they fix, like, the mosaic? They do. They fix yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's been so long since I've seen that. I remember watching it a ton of times when I was a kid. Um, they're, they're like the, the, what is it, the cobbler... 
You know, like the little yeah. elves that They're come like to the finish everything. They're like the opposite of gremlins. Yeah. Instead of breaking things, they fix things. Yes. And yeah. they can eat after midnight. They That's can. right. Um. They do multiply as well. <laughs> but you still don't want to get water on them. <laughs> <laughs> what about Transformers? Oh, man, yeah. So... Uh, I remember as a kid loving Transformers, yeah. like the cartoon, right? Yeah. And the toys. Um, I remember having dreams that I was just like, there's got to be some way I could turn into a Transformer. There's got to be some way they can put metal on my arms and my legs. And I could, like, I just wanted so badly to be a Transformer. And there was just this massive disappointment because I knew there was really no way it could happen. And I was like, but it's got to be. Um I'm not a huge fan of the Transformer movies. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. Oh, Bumblebee. I've seen Bumblebee. For real? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I haven't seen any either. Yeah. I, I would say the first one was the, enjoyable. Yeah. Right? It was. I think it was good for what it was, and it was impressive to see them yeah. massive and transforming with modern technology. That was cool, and you hear the voices that you recognize right. you know, from the cartoon, but... That I hated the character designs in those. It was like metal spaghettios thrown on your face constantly. <laughs> you couldn't tell the good guys from the bad guys because their color disappeared when they were robots. That's true. So you couldn't tell if it was so Bumblebee Optimus was Prime or Megatron. Bumblebee's so easy to identify. No, but so the... they started to figure it out though. But that wasn't Michael Bay, right? I don't know. Hello. I kind of. Sus- I don't know, actually. Because I th- maybe not there. But I I would say there's not nearly enough explosions yeah. and nearly naked ladies. Well, because of you know I, Pearl Harbor really did it for me when it comes <laughs> With to Michael Bay. Michael Bay. So <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen too many of his films. Um, did, does Voltron count? Because that was never a movie. I, I, sure. Voltron was pretty. Yeah. Awesome. When I was a little kid, the Voltron cartoon yeah. was pretty cool, and, and I had. Uh, I think I had most of the lions right. like, throughout my childhood to build to build the... That's cool. The big Megazord. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. Voltron. Megazord. Yeah, Voltron. <laughs> oh, yeah, Voltron. <laughs> You're thinking of Power Rangers? Sorry. <laughs> Just make bait same thing. the same thing. I know, uh, I know this is shocking. I was never the cool kid. I, I was the kid that read DC Comics and... Watch the GoBots commercial oh, cartoons yeah. instead of everyone else watching the Transformers. But... I was just gonna say GoBots. Yeah, <laughs> the least favorite. I, I was the GoBots kid. I was like, Come on. everybody else was into the Transformers, I just... and I was that one kid watching GoBots. I remember getting a GoBot because I asked for Transformers for my for my birthday. Yeah, and Transformers were expensive. And so somebody got me a GoBot, and it was like a little matchbox car, and you grab the back end of it, you flip it upside down, grab the back end of it, and you and you kind of fold it in half, and it just stands up, and there's like a robot drawn on the bottom. <laughs> I mean, I guess he was oh, imprinted on the bottom, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's all it is. His whole transformation was one bend, and yep. then he's a whole new thing. It was a thing. Tr- Transformer and Carbonite. That <laughs> that's was... what it was like. That's right. <laughs> Transformer that's and right. Carbonite. <laughs> Does the Iron Giant count? Oh man, that Whoa, one is great. He's robot. Awesome. I yes. need to watch that one again. It's been so some time, good. but yeah, it's a good so, one. So okay, this is a little bit off topic. So when the Iron Giant plays prominently in Ready Player One, mm-hmm. uh-huh. did that seem weird to you guys? Because wasn't the Iron Giant kind of like an anti-war mm, type of situation? I don't know. He so he was a weapon of war who had the softer side that's right right there um 
felt, yeah. felt totally weird to me. Yeah. But I think it was mostly because it was like whatever studio did it. It's like, well, here's what we have the ownership of. Well, and also, I had heard because Steven Spielberg directed that and his thing was, I mean, in the book, Ready Player One, so many of the, so much of the nostalgia is Steven Spielberg related stuff. And he didn't feel right putting his own stuff in his own, in this film, right? And so he's like, let's find other pop culture things that are not mine. I know, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Well, right. yeah. <laughs> some of that stuff, too, wasn't super relatable to a wider audience. Right. Like, how many people, like, so oh, yeah. in in that movie, in uh, it's uh, the Iron Giant. In the book, it's Ultraman. He turns right. into Ultraman, where... Who knows who Ultraman is? I loved Ultraman, man. I had no I idea who Ultraman up. was until I read the book, and oh, I had to look man. it up. So there's a new I Ultraman on Netflix, I think. I, yeah, and I haven't yeah. watched it yet because I just saw it the other day. I was like, wait, Ultraman is back? It's like a half-animated, half-computer yeah, half sort of animated, like live-action Sort thing, of yeah. live-action. I can't really is tell. Is that the spaceship that's in the shape of a guy? It's not a spaceship. It's no. a guy. It's a, he's a guy. Oh. And he's got a little red thing on his chest, and he can turn into a giant version of himself, but only for a certain amount of time. It's like a and it starts or blinking yeah. to his light starts blinking What's to let him know it's about to one end. One that was made up of five different people. That's Voltron. That's Voltron. That's okay. Voltron. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. There's also a Voltron cartoon on Netflix. That's and also uh, oh, the man. Power Rangers. Okay. So I thought that. <laughs> Instead of Ultra, sorry, we're going way off topic. And That's okay. Nerding out about <laughs> That's Ready totally Player One. Okay. <laughs> I thought in Red, in the movie Ready Player One, instead of Ultraman, uh, uh, not Shoto, Daito turns into the Gundam, Gundam. robot. That's right, Gundam. From like yeah. from way yeah from like a robot Gundam way back in the day because they couldn't get the rights to Ultraman or something. I don't know what it that was. was. Yeah, but I don't know. So I mean, we're oh Mecha Godzilla. Does that count as a <laughs> <laughs> Mecha Godzilla, yeah. Which version? Oh, the new one. The new one. Oh, man. This might just turn into the Robo Deep Cut. Name episode. as many Deep Cut robots as you okay. can. Or what the about ro- Robbie the Robot? Or the robots from Flight of the Concords from their song. <laughs> right. <laughs> or what about the robot made from the Jetsons? Right. Yeah. Ro- Rosie? Oh, Rosie. 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 Rosie the robot? Yeah. Or the robot from Lost in Space? <laughs> yeah. Danger, well, Robert's dead. <laughs> What about are the the from Doctor Who are the Daleks? Well, the, the are Daleks? those robots? Oh. No, well, no, they're, no, they're creatures living. that live inside yeah. the. But there are the robot people guy. The the oh the cyborg yeah, Cybermen Cybermen. Okay. That's what they are. Yeah. Wow. I think we've gone down the rabbit okay. hole. Okay. I was a very well, deep rabbit hole. That's right. Now that we have got a lot of oh. robots out of our system. Brave little toaster. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you can stop. <laughs> so the reason why we're talking about robots is because today we watched RoboCop 2, the newest movie in our season of sequels that we watched. And uh, before we do a quick rundown of the the plot, uh, any initial impressions? I... Maybe just a sound? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How about a stapler? I was going to say, where's my stapler? <laughs> oh, no. So, I... <laughs> Bracken, props to you. I hate you for life because you've ruined RoboCop for me with literally one statement. You're <laughs> As RoboCop's welcome. stomping around, sounding all, you know, awesome and wait. You know, <laughs> Bracken says, is that a stapler? <laughs> and you Foley. know what? 
Go listen to it. It is just a heavy stapler that somebody just somebody's just wails pounding on it it's every like, time he takes a step. Pound. It, it totally pounch. makes sense. Yeah, it takes a lot of the magnitude out of poor Robocop. <laughs> Uh-oh. Does it, though? <laughs> Robocop, so, powered by Singer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to try to do a quick uh, synopsis of the film. Um, there, It starts off with three plots, A, B, and C. Uh, plot A is that Robocop um, is trying to hunt down this bad uh, crime drug lord named Kane, okay, and get him off the streets. Uh Plot B is that the city of Detroit has found itself nearly in default against or with OCP, the corporation that created RoboCop. If they miss a single payment, they're going to foreclose on them, and then OCP will own Detroit, and they're going to tear it all down and build their own big mega city over top of it. Evil. And um, subplot C is that OCP is trying to build RoboCop 2. And they uh, seem to have completely forgotten how they did it the first time, or even how they did those other robots, because, man, their their RoboCop 2 (laughs) attempts are just hilariously terrible. So those three plots are taking place kind of in parallel, and then somewhere near the middle to the back end of the movie, they all converge when they... uh, Wait, how do, in what order does it happen? Oh, the woman who is trying to build RoboCop 2, she's kind of taken over the program. She's a psychologist, and she determines that the reason why it's not working is because the people they're trying to use are um, they're uh, not willing. They're yeah. too macho. Right. Yeah. And so she's like, well, I'll find someone. And so she's looking for criminals. And um, she decides that uh, th- she needs to make... RoboCop, like humiliate RoboCop to humiliate, uh, basically to build up RoboCop two, right? I guess lose that's the thing. Trust lose in public trust. Yeah, lose public trust in RoboCop. Well, good thing for her that RoboCop finds out where Kane is, goes to goes to his drug den, which happens to be in the same place where RoboCop was killed in the first movie. Uh, at the sludge factory. Well, uh, dun, 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 Officer, dun. Officer Murphy was killed. Right? Officer yeah. Murphy, right. Not Robocop. The old sludge factory. Yeah. Uh, he shows up there and gets actually captured by Kane and his crew. And they uh, they tear him apart with jackhammers and saws and stuff. And then they dump all of his parts at the police station. So now Robocop is just a pile of parts. And... The psychologist takes takes the opportunity to put him back together with a million, uh, what are you Prime calling? Directive. Prime well, directives. First, first he had like a, a public hearing where they're like, tell me parents That's and right. civic leaders, what do you think Robocop needs? And they're all like, oh. He visit orphanages. He visit orphanages. It's like, he needs to do more for the climate. Do, do and, more PSAs. Right. So, sorry, the way you said like he, just a bunch of parts, it reminded me of the... Mr. Potato Head and his bucket of parts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Buckets of fun. So Robocop gets reassembled with all of these prime directives, and now he's just like a nice guy and wants to talk to everyone. Instead of fighting crime, he's just scolding everyone. Um, and not a very effective cop. 
Um, the, giving Miranda rights to you know to, to corpses and that's yeah. right, and also telling kids <laughs> bad words leads to bad feelings. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Eventually, he uh, shakes it off and loses all of his prime directives. So now he gets to use his human mind to make his choices, and he goes and he finds Kane again, captures Kane. This time, Kane is basically in a car wreck, so he's dying. Psychologist lady is like, "Hey, let's make him." robocop 2 and so they dissect him put him into a new robot and he's the new robocop 2 um and now because kane is gone his little henchman who's a little teenage boy decides he's going to bail out detroit and pay off their default and so he's meeting with the mayor and uh he's gonna pay him 50 million dollars so that they can pay off the debt and then they'll be able to run their drugs for without any hassle robocop 2 shows up uh on orders from ocp kills everyone there except the mayor who just barely escapes um and then they're still gonna default so there's big public hearing or big public uh press conference and they unveil robocop 2 who is a drug addict and uh the old man doesn't know that he's a drug addict so he's waving the drug in front of him uh, talking about how we're going to get rid of this drug off the street. RoboCop 2 loses it. And then there's a big fight between RoboCop 2 and RoboCop 1. Uh, <laughs> RoboCop 1 and the sequel. And that fight goes on for about an hour. And then uh, in the end, RoboCop 2 is beat. And RoboCop 1 is the one who's left. And then they blame everything bad that happened on the psychologist. The end. So, I'm thinking about that fight. So, RoboCop is very... he His movements are not efficient. He's very slow. <laughs> so, I when I was watching this fight, I was it was almost like... So, Star Wars comparison. Yeah. Remember Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan Kenobi. But he's up, up against... Almost like he's up against General Grievous. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and so, <laughs> RoboCop 2 is much more... Is a much better fighter because... He's, he's more a, agile. He's all machine. Yeah. yeah. And he's much better armed. <laughs> but but he's not the hero. So And so, it was done with stop frame animation. So yeah. he was much more interesting to look at and to enjoy watching. Yeah. Right? I mean There was a lot of stop motion in this uh in this. Mm-hmm. So interestingly, one of the producers of this movie is Phil Tippett, who is um kind of he's like a modern uh, legend as far as um, stop motion animation goes. So most of the modern stop motion that you've seen, that you saw through the 80s and 90s was definitely from Phil Tippett. Was he the same guy who did Jurassic Park and he, ultimately got axed when right. he said, check out what we can do with computers? With the computers, yeah. Okay. He was he was all prepared to do it with stop motion and then the computers beat Blew him. him away. Yeah. yeah. And so... Uh, and he did the he did the stop motion in this mm-hmm. also. Um, I checked it out, and he, so he did that. Um, so it was great. Bracken, I have a question for you. Bracken is the only one of us who has not seen the first RoboCop. So what was your impression of RoboCop, the character in this? Uh, he was a robot. And uh, he didn't have much emotions or personality. 
Um, I thought that he, the way he walked was very slow and uh, almost, I mean, it was comical mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, All of his movement, I right? didn't think he was cool, um, <laughs> honestly. But this is, you know, as an adult, not as, you know, watching this as a kid. Yeah. So, Do you think if you had watched the first RoboCop when it came out, how he stores his gun inside his leg, and his like leg opens up and pulls a gun out? Because it's been so long since I'd seen the first one, but that's all I really remember is how his gun, how he stores his gun in his leg. I always thought that was the coolest thing. Me too. Yeah, I mean, they showed that in the very beginning for that first shot, and mm-hmm. they never showed that again really happen. You know, he's just always was holding the gun, yep. shooting it. Um I mean, it was cool, but it, you know, it was just a shot. I, I, I'm not invested in RoboCop, like... Um, As a character, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really invested in any of the characters, other than maybe the young villain. I think he was the most interesting. Possibly Kane was interesting, but then he gets... That iteration of him gets killed off, so... um. There weren't really a lot of characters, you know, character development. I mean, you you mentioned the main three plots, Ben, but there was actually a plot at the beginning where, you know, Robocop is, I guess, stalking stalking his his ex-wife. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that one. Well, it is kind of the throwaway plot line. It's almost like they started, oh, let's start this plot line of him being human and connecting with his family. And then they decide after about five minutes... You know what? We'll just crumple that up and th- throw that idea in the garbage can. But then they forgot to remove those pages from the script. Yeah, I think I think what actually happened is because this is kind of a running thread is they kept mentioning how much this was going to cost the right. OCP, how much it was costing the city mm-hmm. to try and fight this litigation. And I think that was the thread that they were trying to communicate yeah. that builds up to like this is why we're running broke because of this program. It's not very well developed. There were uh, there were a number of these throughout the film, even those those subplots that I the three that I talked about. I mean, the thing where RoboCop gets disassembled and then he's like, "Oh, he's gonna die and stuff," and then they just reassemble him. You know, they right. make a big deal that we're not gonna reassemble him, and then they just do it. Yeah. Um, I so this movie was written by Frank Miller. Who uh, do you all know? Who Frank Miller is? Mm-hmm. Yes. Somebody tell our audience who doesn't know i would say he's probably most well known for like 300 okay as far as movies go graphic graphic novel yep right uh sin city is another one yeah um i think of him most known as the writer for batman the comic book Mm -hmm. but he also wrote the comic books for these those movies you just mentioned as well did he write Watchmen? no wait did he I, I think he think did actually. He did have something to do. He's done a lot of Maybe graphic novels. Dark Knight Returns, which was a you know a yeah, very Dark important Dark. graphic novels miniseries yeah. in the eighties. So he, uh, as a comic book writer, he writes episodic stories, uh, and it made me wonder if some of the little things that were in here were mm. comic book style. Here's a small, uh, a small plot that. Uh, you know, can be solved in a single issue, basically, in yeah. one or two issues, you know. But I don't know if that's really the case because other things that I've read in this is that his original uh, story that he wrote got completely gutted and uh, 
the director and other people just kind of rewrote everything that he did. So I don't know. I, I could kind of see that. I think you see the seeds of his story ideas uh-huh. and then it just goes off the rails. Like the yeah. psychologist, she kind of implies, or yeah, she implies he, Robocop is like, um, you know, we have the benefit of hindsight because we've seen, we've all seen Captain America, the right. first Avenger, yeah. mm-hmm. how he gets this, you know, they choose him because of the type of person he is. And that's, that's the reason why Robocop works when all their other trials don't work is because Officer Murphy has a sense of duty. Is basically like the, the Captain America of, right. of this universe. I do love though how they call out, they're like, he's just an upstanding American man Christian values <laughs> with a right. wife and son. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Full <laughs> Irish Catholic. Right. That's right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Good old wasps need to be turned into robots. <laughs> uh, that psychologist, by the na- by the way, her character name is uh, Juliet Fax. I feel like she got her psychology degree over the facts. <laughs> yeah, this is before you could get it on from the diploma from, mills online. That's right. You get it by facts. Because I, I don't know what, uh, where she learned about psychology, but she was doing it wrong. It almost seemed like she was a better hacker than she was that's psychologist, true. right? Because when she's... The, the guy who runs the entire program, he like he conceptualized the RoboCop system, right? And he's trying to build all these iterations of it, right? And he's like, we can't upload it. We can't control it. Yeah. She's like, give me a second. <laughs> and then, like talks to him and like kind of fiddles with the keyboard for a second. And then RoboCop's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll do what I'll you do say. everything you say. Yeah. Instantly, that guy who like runs the whole program, yeah. his arm was in a sling almost the whole, <laughs> yeah. the whole yeah. movie because... Uh, one of the first iterations of RoboCop to shot Shoots one lady everyone. and then shot him in the arm. Which I thought was a great scene. I love that and scene. And he's watching the videos they show it to the CEO and he starts rubbing his arm. <laughs> but, but they don't mention his assistant is killed because the next iteration there's a stupid looking robot where she was standing before. Yes. <laughs> it was so horrible that they, I mean, they, it was. I guess it was, was it intentionally supposed to be funny? I, think I don't parts know. Of it, it's so hard to tell. That's yeah. the thing. Because um, there's no way it, after the first iteration of, of uh, RoboCop 2, where it comes out and shoots people, then they, they cut and then they have the next one come out and they have two, you know, they have the same guy, but he's on the other side now with his arm in a sling and the other, and another person. Why would you have other people next even to the next there, one? Right. To, yeah, why would you even put that person oh, through the trauma? I of thought it? the second one was the girl who got killed in the first one. <laughs> no, no, no. She was the case. She wasn't even there. Because no. the robot yeah. has like hair. It does. Yeah, and, yeah, and it shoots itself with it <laughs> and pulls its head off. Pulls its head yeah. off. But I, I don't know. So we, there was mentions that a lot of writers on this were also associated with Starship Troopers. A lot of people in the production. Yeah. Because I, I after you mentioned that, I thought, is this trying? Because I, I don't know if you, what your guys' thoughts are on Starship Troopers, but I think that that movie is like a very good satire on like the military-industrial complex. Right. And I'm wondering if they were trying to do something similar because everything was so over the top in this movie. Yeah. Well, this came out first, right? Because Starship Troopers yes. was like late '90s. Oh yeah, right. right. Yeah, no, right. I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I'm wondering if this is what they they tried it with this and it didn't work. 
Right. Like just the, the initial treads. Cause you do definitely get a lot of those same kind of, I don't want to call them sound bites, but like notes uh-huh. that are very similar to Starship Troopers. Well, let's talk a little bit more about how it's like Starship Troopers right after this break. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, Starship Troopers, another thing that was very similar is, and this was actually in the first RoboCop as well, but it's the just random commercials Mm -hmm. that they show. Uh, Do you guys want to talk about any of the commercials? Uh, Can you remember any? So my favorite is the, the man... First, you don't realize it's a commercial, but it's a man sitting there and he's talking about how his internet was too slow, and so he lost the account. Or yeah, I, I can't remember. Download didn't download fast enough, and so yeah. he he lost his job or lost a business or whatever, and then he he commits suicide. And it as he pulls the gun to his head, then it pans in on the photo of his daughter. Yeah, and then yeah. imagine if like and AT and T commercials right. were super 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 dark. Yeah, and then it was like an advertisement, like use Omni. Uh, products corporation yeah for your data needs or something like that yeah yeah just crazy super violent terrible dark so i remember so bracken you didn't see the first one but one of my like outstanding characters from the first one was that guy where he's like i'd buy that for a dollar (laughs) and i is was that an advertisement was that a tv show i can't remember but it was always on (laughs) so it made me think that they were like advertising or a commercial for a show or something but they didn't have anything nearly that cool. Then there's the woman with the sunblock. Yes. The what sunblock. was it? Sunblock 5,000? 5,000. Just one, would she say, one quart of this yeah. or whatever? <laughs> Cover yourself. S- slather it on. It's blue and green. It turned like skin paint. blue and green. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then the Surgeon General warning is this ex- will cause cancer. Excessive use. This will cause skin cancer. <laughs> um, Let's see. We talked about a few of the characters in this. Uh, we talked about RoboCop. We talked uh, about... Well, what about Kane? What do you guys think about Kane? Uh, I loved his, that his layer, or his, his layer. drug den, or yeah. whatever, how it, it starts out, and there's a, a, a portrait of Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. And the camera pans down <laughs> to a portrait of Jesus. Yep. And then Elvis... And then what is presumably Elvis's corpse. Yes. <laughs> in a jumpsuit, in a glass coffin. Right. The so, father, son, and holy roller. Kane is played by uh, Tom Noonan. Do you all recognize him from anything else? He, he looked familiar, but I, I, I couldn't place him. So he's been in a lot of things. Uh, I recognize him as he's from Eight-Legged Freaks. He's the... Uh, the guy who's the friend with the boy at the beginning, he basically has the spider farm, the collection of spiders that gets irradiated and, and turned into the the enemies. Um, he's also in Last Last Action Hero. I do remember him from that. He was the dude that where it was he was always wet with like the axes or something, right? Yeah. In the trench coat. Okay, yeah. And then he's done a ton of TV. So he's he's there are a lot of people in this actually who have done a lot of TV guest appearances. So like you recognize them. And it's hard to place them sometimes. Right. I feel like this season we've had a lot of Nexus movies. Yeah, this one mm-hmm. is definitely a Nexus movie. So what what connections do we have here? Well, Connell Cochran, Connell Cochran. from Halloween 3 is the CEO of, yep. of OCP. Played by Dan O'Hurley. 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 We have the aunt from Poltergeist 3. 
Yep. Is yeah. Nancy Allen. Caroline. That's right. Nancy Allen is the is his partner. Yes. She was also in 1941. Remember Brant? <laughs> For those that don't know, that is my most favorite movie of all time. <laughs> so the cinematographer on this, uh, Mark Irwin, was also a cinematographer on Deck the Halls. Um. And Another excellent movie. The production designer, <laughs> Another favorite Peter Jameson, <laughs> was a production designer on Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. So there's an, a second Halloween 3 in there. He does he does redeem himself, though, in Point Break. Yeah, he, I mean... <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yeah. and of course, Howard the Duck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which way? <laughs> <laughs> That's how he puts himself back in the doghouse. Back in the doghouse, oh, man. Yeah. So... Um, Another person involved with production here is the director, Irvin Kirshner. Have you guys ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. Didn't he do that Empire Gets Back? or <laughs> That Star Trek? Yeah, Star, Star Trek. Trek Star Trek 7, The Empire Strikes Re- Again. Return of Vulcan or something. <laughs> so he directed uh, Empire Strikes Back, which is... Uh, Many people consider to be the best of the Star Wars nineology, septilogy, what do you three call trilogy. Non- yeah. Did trilogy. you say that he directed the Last Jedi? Oh no! Isn't <laughs> that thought to be the best film <laughs> for hate mail? Email the guys at exceptionallybad.com. <laughs> um, he also directed a Bond movie. Never say never again. Yeah, was yeah. that a good one? Uh, I liked it. I actually prefer it better than Octopussy, which was uh-huh. the other one that was from the the official. They both came out at the same time. Is it Roger Moore? Roger Moore was uh, in Octopussy, but Sean Connery was in Never Say Never Again, which is, this was the unofficial outing of James Bond okay. when, when Sean Connery came back. And it's a pretty good movie. And this uh, Robocop 2 was Kirshner's last uh, film. He did something for TV afterwards, but... Uh, I mean, he was like in his 70s, late 70s when he did this. 68 so. or so. Six, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Is there anyone else of note on here? <laughs> I'm surprised that he had he didn't do more movies. Yeah, yeah you know, I know. He's, he does uh, Return of the Jedi, um, Never Seen Never Again. There's a, maybe a couple before that. Well, wait, you mean he's... people of note to us or people of note? Because so, <laughs> Peter Weller is of note. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> There is before we get to Peter Weller. There is a guy that I put here just for fun. Um, I don't know if you noticed him, but reporter number two, he was played by uh, Rutherford Cravens. Uh, you may have seen him also in the films No Country for Old Men. He played the gun store clerk, and uh, in the movie Ray, he was the white promoter. And in the uh, TV miniseries Rough Riders, he was man number two. One of his so you might have recognized him. <laughs> I didn't want him to steal the thunder of the other actors, so I never brought yeah. him up. Okay, he, he downplayed it. He, he let he let the stars shine in this movie. <laughs> that's that's a sign of a true professional. Is he just lifted them up? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm the wind beneath your wings. <laughs> All right, Peter Weller. What do you guys have to say? I love him in Buckaroo Bonsai. Oh, yeah. I know some people think that movie's stupid. I think it's a masterpiece. I I think it's so good. I mean, every time I watch that movie, and I probably watch it every few years, Mm -hmm. it immediately takes me back to the 80s and, you know, my happy childhood. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that, Brecken? 
Bakura Banzai? Uh, I don't know. The, it, the full name. If the I Adventures have... of Buckaro Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Yeah, I, I don't think I recall Sorry, it. Sorry, I was, I was trying to be mindful of the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's also great as uh, the retired sheriff in Longmire, if you guys watch the Longmire. I know if you like cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> I like Longmire. It's a pretty good show. Because yeah, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed do. the books, and yeah. so... Uh, he does a good job in that. He's he's. I like Peter Weller a lot. I think he's pretty great. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I watched. You guys may have watched this too. The the uh, Netflix show, the movies that made us or whatever mm-hmm. it's called, and they covered RoboCop, and they talk a lot about um, the first RoboCop and how they chose Peter Weller for one very specific reason, and that was because of the shape of his lips. Um. Because RoboCop spends most of the time with everything but his lips covered. And so they wanted his Cupid bow lips <laughs> to be on the screen. His kissable robot <laughs> lips. <laughs> it was either this or Batman. Right. <laughs> oh, 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 John Glover. John Glover was oh, yeah. at the beginning That's of this right. movie. In yes. the, first, the movie starts out with an ad for, yes. for the car security. Oh right, that right, right, right! The person trying to get in the car. Magnavolt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Forget the club. Get this installed in your yeah. car. Yeah. Magnavolt. What was it? The tagline it was like lethal, lethal protection. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just uh, he was in Batman and Robin. Yes. And just so, now. Yeah. That we As watched the recently. scientist. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. The one that turned. I mean, but that Ivy into. Poison Ivy. Yeah, I mean that's all that he's in it. He's in it for however long that ad runs. So, So, um, some things kind of behind the scenes stuff. Peter Weller didn't like the script. He said he said it lacked the spine and soul of the original. Um, which is interesting because there was a spine. (laughs) There was literally a spine in it. That's right. Um, Nancy Allen has kind of a waffling uh opinion of it uh she she's <laughs> originally she originally joined because there was a, a a different director tim hunter uh but then when he backed out kirshner came in and she feels like he took all of the intelligence and humor out of the original version i thought you were saying she's in it for the mushroom haircut that she has <laughs> <laughs> so at one point she talked about how oh she loved working with kirshner and it was great and everything and then just a few months later in fact just a few months before he died she was very public about how much she hated working with him and and stuff we're so, not saying that's the cause no but we're not not saying right. that <laughs> <laughs> dark well, we did um, just watch Robocop 3, that's that's 2. <laughs> that's right. It doesn't get much darker. So this movie uh, cost $25 million to make. Uh, it grossed $45 million, so it made a little bit of money. Yeah. Uh, enough for them to make a third movie. I mean, the first one was kind of huge. Yeah. I mean, it was a big deal. Like I think everybody knew who Robocop was. It was kind of like Star Wars in that regard. Like right. even if you had never seen it, you knew who you Robocop knew who, was, yeah. right? That's true. It was a big summer movie. I think he was a GoBot as well. He was a GoBot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, what are some things that you liked about this movie? So, as 
channeling into my 80s child brain, I one it was cool to go see RoboCop again, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think as a kid, I didn't understand a lot of the heavier messaging mm-hmm. and all the stuff that I would pick up on now. And I was just thought, oh, cool, it's a robot that's a cop. You know, it's like. It's- so you really thought Detroit was like that? <laughs> hey, I've been to Detroit. It's not far off. <laughs> Sorry, our two Detroit listeners. Um, <laughs> but I also really liked the Kane robot. I thought Kane was really cool, too. One of my favorite pieces of RoboCop 1 was, what is it, Ed 209? Right. Ed 209, the big robot boss at the end, whatever. I just thought it was a cool design. I always Those liked, were cool. I drew them, you know, in, trying to figure out how to figure it out. But I thought the, the Kane bot, I'll just call it the Kane bot, is... I thought it was I thought it was really cool. There yeah. was like a lot more going on than RoboCop, right? He's got all sorts of cool gadgets from a purely like pyrotechnics standpoint. He's got yeah, a lot more weapons. That bottomless minigun, which is kind of <laughs> awesome. He's got his electro zapper welding he had a machine. Shoulder mounted one too. He crushes people's heads. Yeah, that's right. He's got a cool display screen instead of sultry lips. <laughs> I don't know that I would say that's a cool screen. Yeah. Um, what else? What do you got? Anything else you guys like? Uh, I, so I liked some of the cheapness of what was going on. <laughs> so for the cop cars, it's like got a bunch of like Ford Tauruses and just <laughs> took the Ford emblem off the front and then spray painted them black. Flat black. It's almost like Ford was embarrassed. Right, They're like, look, yeah. you can have the cars. They're not selling anyways. <laughs> just please take our logo off. And like Bracken mentioned, like half the time it looked like the police logos were peeling off of Yes. <laughs> like they were just printer paper that had been taped on with masking tape behind it. <laughs> yeah. When you mentioned $25 million, I'm thinking, how, is, how did that budget get split? I'm oh. like, all right, $24.5 on explosions. <laughs> and we got five hundred grand for the rest of the film. I'll tell you what uh, probably cost more than anything in the film that I really loved was the uh, RoboCop puppet when RoboCop, uh, when he was just his bucket of parts and it was just his torso, no arms or legs. It was just his torso and his head. And it was not Peter Weller. It was a puppet. You could tell it was a puppet, but it was really well. It was done pretty well. Puppeteered. I mean, it looked great. It was pretty close. It, um, and the thing is that I think that the fact that it was, noticeable that it was artificial actually added to it helps to remind you that it's a robot he's a robot right yeah yeah and it was kind of in the story because he wasn't quite himself right they're trying Mm -hmm. to get him fixed and repaired you can tell he didn't have any consciousness yeah just kind of in pain and kind of in pain yeah Mm -hmm. rolling in the back of his head and things like that yeah i thought he was really i thought he was well done i think peter weller did a great job of of the robot motions yeah um it, well, Bracken wasn't <laughs> impressed with him. But similar to Batman, like, he couldn't turn his head. That's true. <laughs> Not the, when he had his face off. Or yeah. Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> well, Skeletor just can't see. Oh, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, did you guys feel like... It felt to me like he was wider than in the first movie. I, I would have to go back and watch the first movie. But I felt like his chest was really wide, and then his arms were even really wide. And he felt overly wide to me like out of proportion weird so for i don't know i didn't notice the chest and shoulders for me it was his head yeah because he had his mask off a lot in this right right? yeah and i think 
some of that was to actually sell the dismembered whatever right later. yeah yeah and obviously he's got a ton of prosthetics on to make mm-hmm. it look like his skin and it like stretches over the metal and stuff right, right? Yeah. Which, which is it's weird because once he has his helmet on he's actually like two inches shorter that's or, right or, you know like thinner <laughs> i guess that's um, true. So I think that was the only time for me that he felt like super wide mm-hmm. was when he had his helmet off. Otherwise, he just, I don't know, he felt like Robocop yeah. to me. That part was, it looked really cool. The prosthetic was amazing. Uh, it, what was weird is, like Nate said, he couldn't like turn his head. So right. his eyes were always going extremely left and extremely right without him ever turning his head. And it was just weird. Which when he has his visor on, you don't notice. Cause, well, right. when he has his visor on, I can think he can his turn head. his head because yeah. he doesn't have all that prosthetic in there. So yeah. he's able to, in fact, you know, there's servo noises as he turns it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was annoyed by the slowness of him. Uh, I don't remember being annoyed in the first movie, but in this one, it was like, man, he is the most inefficient robot. Uh, I mean, we still don't have RoboCops in real life yet, but I mean, the robots, like the boston dynamics robots that they do they're doing backflips yeah they're they're so nimble and quick moving compared to robocop who's are you sure the teslas aren't just transformers (laughs) decepticons (laughs) i would not be surprised if if it goes from like oh yeah this one drives itself like oh yeah this turns into a maid and (laughs) so in the first one though i think it was the the big thing was the fact that he was a robot, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that you could not kill him, you could not right. shoot him, and they made a big deal of him with his gun and his like targeting. Right? Because there's a ton of scenes, oh, yeah, like yeah. in the first one, where he's always like locking onto people, and like he'll take on six targets, right? And you know, I think there was a scene like in a drug den or something, oh, right? And he targets like five people. He like prioritizes them exactly, right? and then he's like, you know, drop your weapons, whatever, and then he's. They're, obviously, they start shooting at him. He goes, brruh, 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 and yeah. like, everybody drops. Whereas this one, he's engaging targets one at a time, kind right. of like you know, old western style. Well, he did do that in the drug den in this one. <laughs> one time. One time. Yeah. Yeah. To to, to rescue the baby. That's <laughs> <laughs> a bullet. Take that guy's head off. Yeah. Bracken, were you gonna say something? I was gonna say what I liked about the movie. The the strength was the animation. That yes. that final sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you mentioned took an hour. The battle sequence between Kane and uh, Robocop One, uh, it was quite lengthy. It could have been cut probably in half, or maybe yeah. into just a fourth of it, and it would have been great. But it was uh, it was eye candy. I mean, it yeah. was beautiful animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just kind of like, wow, this 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 uh, Kane uh, Robocop Two is really cool to watch yeah it was just for me this movie came down to it was just a lot of gun uh shooting Mm -hmm. explosions you know it was just pointless plot i can't corporations just a lot of that was what this movie was a vehicle for just explosions and violence let me ask you this bracken if they had had like a 1950s dance scene (laughs) would that have changed your mind at all Ooh, like like from back to the future (laughs) <laughs> I, I think it more would be like maybe an Australian actress who might oh. be slowly skating around something. <laughs> something like Xanadu. Might be a muse of the gods. Yeah, you know, it's probably got, well, I don't know. Xanadu only had like one storyline. Right. And this had like four or five. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, this had a lot more story than that. Uh, well, good point. Uh, wow. It's, I think Xanadu was also a little shorter than, yes. than Robocop. Xanadu's fight scenes are much shorter. <laughs> <laughs> it, the fact, the, hold on. Xanadu does actually have a fight with the gods. So what would happen? Would, would Robocop be faster if he was on roller skates? Roller skate right. attachment. You wouldn't have to hear that staple sound and he'd get to the villains faster and the oh, movie would move man. along a little bit clip I, okay, you know, I was waiting like in batman and robin when they click their heels together and their ice skates right. come out of their boot. <laughs> so i was thinking maybe he could do something so he has he has heelys yeah oh man i i, I don't want to spoil anything if you're going to continue the series but in the later episodes he gets a jet pack <laughs> oh okay and like interchangeable arms oh, so like he's yeah. more and more like the mandalorian he levels up yeah. okay oh, yeah man. okay so yeah. i did like when he got all those new programmings like the, when the, he read like when he was doing nice when he was Robocop. doing when he was doing the miranda rights to the guy that that his partner the shot like that was i thought that was really well done it was a like, good shot of humor because he's He's standing there and he's looking, trying to look like heroic, and he's yes. holding the guy up, and he's like, "You, you have, have the, the right, right to remain." Silent. And she's like, "You're giving the Miranda to a corpse," and he just drops it. I, well, <laughs> and I, he says, "I need help," <laughs> or "I'm having trouble." I'm having trouble. I, it was kind of like, is it Toy Story two where Buzz gets reset, and he goes three, like, three, where he gets three. Spanish mode, and then they reset him, yes. and he's like back to default, like. That's kind of what it felt like, where he's yeah. like, I'm here to serve the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I thought he did a great job of, now he didn't, I mean, he, he had more emotion in his right speech, right? And so, yeah, just telling those little kids not to swear and stuff. Remember, kids. <laughs> the little kids who just beat up a, a what was yeah, it? They, a, just, they, they held up like a sporting goods store. Right. No, it was, it was like TV and video. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Electronic yeah. store. They were like nine and eleven, nine to eleven yeah. year old little yeah. baseball. Team Motor job. City Muskrats mm. yeah. and their coach were robbing this guy blind. Yeah, and the coach starts shooting at the cops. Yeah, and so yeah. it's the dead coach that he reads the Miranda yeah. rights to, and then he doesn't. He's like, "Where are they?" And the guy's like, "They're all right here." <laughs> and and yeah, so so uh, we talked about stuff we liked. What is are there any things that were super egregiously, uh, like bad in this? That I, I mean, scenes? I think we've all called out. There's too many plot lines that just yeah, nobody yeah. cares about, right? Like if they just stuck to OCP's e- or yeah, OCP is evil, right? They want to Robocop has turned too good, right? right. So they can't use him as a pawn anymore, right? And then okay, what does that turn into? Yeah. I think that would have been much easier to follow. I mean. How long is this movie? An hour forty five minutes? Yeah. Hour and fifty seven. Uh, yeah. Hour fifty seven. Honestly, like the first hour, you don't really care at all. Because right. honestly, like all the motivations, all that honestly come like at from minute <laughs> like hour one oh five to the end of the, the movie. So you got no, the police strike. Look, you 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 care from hour one oh five to hour one oh seven and then it's a fight. And then it's and then <laughs> yeah, and then you get an hour long fight, which is kind of awesome. Well there's like the Police union strike that yes goes that's nowhere. Right. We yep. didn't even talk about. I mean that. that's that's the beginning Police of the movie because strike. I mean Detroit because it went nowhere. Well, so I mean, so you have and also they were on strike but not on strike. I don't even yeah. remember that. Is that in the movie? So, all right. So we we talked about the car commercial. Yes. The 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 lethal protection. 
Yeah. And we are like, oh, that's ridiculous laughing. Then it cuts to like oh, an, old right. woman, an old homeless woman pushing her shopping cart full of tin cans, cans. Tin cans. cans. Across the street, a car swerves and hits her. Or hits, it her. hits her hits her shopping cart. Yep. Right. And so then this guy comes up, he's like, Oh, are you okay? But he just robs her. Yep. He steals takes her purse. Takes her purse and, and her diamonds. Her di- yeah, <laughs> the, the homeless lady's diamonds and big wad of cash. And he makes it like half a block before some hookers like take out his eye and stomp on him. Stomp on him and then they steal his stuff. His along stuff, yeah. with her stuff. Along with her yeah, so they just steal his stuff and the stuff he just stole. And then, then they're walking down the street, and all of a sudden, somebody drives a car into the gun shop. Right. So this first, whole... the gun store blows open. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and so you've got that opening sequence of I don't know, what, three five minutes, where Detroit is just like a hellscape. Yeah. And then it turns out it's because the police are on strike. Right. And they are, but it's, it's Robocop and his partner. Yeah. And the rest of the police are on strike, <laughs> and so. But that doesn't go anywhere other yeah. than to establish that it's pretty lawless in Detroit, which you probably didn't need a whole big subplot to right. establish that. But they could—I mean—they established that when they said it's Detroit, right? Right. <laughs> That's all they needed to do. They didn't need four so, subplots for that. Uh, we kind of talked about this, but I don't know if we we did talk about his his partner. Yeah. Uh, I, what is her name in this? It's Anne Lewis. Anne Lewis, right? Yeah. Um. She played a, a major role in the first film because mm-hmm. she was his partner before he was killed when he was Murphy and uh, he was killed and then he gets turned into Robocop and she starts to realize that he's Murphy mm-hmm. and then she tries to, you know, help him understand that he has humanity still in him and he's still Murphy and not just a robot. She is in a lot of this movie like she's in a lot of scenes she probably has like six not even six lines of dialogue in this what do you guys think i mean like do you have any thoughts about her on this i, I feel like she's barely in it even though she's there yeah yeah i mean she's she, i mean you recognize her yeah as robocop's partner and in a few scenes she is right but otherwise robocops rolling all alone right and i think some of that had to do with the fact they're like again all these stupid plots where uh kane has to take down robocop well what do you do with lewis right Right. she has to come back later or you know just all these other absurd things where there's no way that lewis is going to be able to help Mm -hmm. right so i think partly she was (laughs) she succumbed to plot you know (laughs) (laughs) The whole Kane and the robot thing yeah. is purely plot. Because I know I've already railed on the psychologist, but it's like nothing in that decision-making process right. makes any sense. Right. And the fact that she's just kind of basically sleeping with the CEO mm-hmm. is how she's able to do kind of whatever she wants. Although I did enjoy the, the comeuppance that... <laughs> I mean, it happens to her, presumably, af- yeah. after the film is over mm-hmm. in the timeline, but... I, I the audience knows it's coming. Yeah, she doesn't. I, know I did it's enjoy coming. that there was something coming for her, but uh, there's yeah. nothing better than office politics in your movies, <laughs> right. your action movies. You know, after a long day at the office, I want to just relax by watching a movie about the office. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you guys one more thing before we get into your final thoughts. Um, Robocop looks a little different in this one than he did in the first one. He 
kind of, I mean, it's newer technology or whatever in filmmaking. So his metal, his armor looks a little different. Do you guys like the new look or what did you think? Or did you even notice? I would have noticed if he didn't point it out. Oh, okay. Because it's been so long since I've seen the first one. He looks like he went on an episode of Pimp My Ride. Yes. You remember that? <laughs> right. Where they're like, all right, we're going <laughs> to... We put some racing stripes on it. You got some pearlescent paint. It's like, yeah, it's like. And a soul. Like they used that hologram stuff. You know, the hologram stickers yep. or Color whatever. Color changing. Yeah. There's yeah. Enough, enough space in the back for someone to spray paint kick me. That's right. Spelled incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a, a sheen that makes him kind of purple and blue and green at different angles. Um, I thought it was cool, but I personally found it distracting. Because sometimes he looked like he was purple. I, I I'm like Nate. I probably wouldn't have noticed oh, yeah. it if you hadn't called it out. Because honestly, I haven't seen the original RoboCop in so right. long. So yeah, it's, it's it's like on on cars. Is it Ramon? Is that who Cheech Marin plays? Yeah. How he has the auto painting shop, right. and he just always gives people a new paint job. Yeah. Like, he must have just, just visited new, Radiator yeah, Springs. Yeah, I yeah, got a new paint job. I wish he would have got some wheels. <laughs> He did Luigi look, was out. He did look like a prop from a movie. I mean, it did. I, I will say that some of the, you know, the dings that he gets in his battle during the fight during the fight, yeah. uh, you know, were accentuated by the color, and it looked cool that yeah, way. Like it I really, agree. I did like that. Uh, the way he uh, had some damage, but on the whole, it didn't. I think I remember. I mean, I didn't see the movies, but I remember the the commercials and. People commenting on how he looked different in, in mm-hmm. RoboCop Two. Yeah, and he was just gray in the first one, right? Yeah, just yeah, just plain silver gray. And I yeah. liked, I did like how the damage stayed. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a continuity thing where, yeah, which I could totally see that being an editing issue, but right, but they they did a good job on that. So, uh, what do you guys think? Is this an exceptionally bad movie, or is it just bad? Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. Um, so, like I said, I have a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in this movie. And it is a lot longer than I remember it. I don't know when I saw this because, I mean, I remember RoboCop was always kind of violent, mm-hmm. you know, because he's always <laughs> blasting of. bad guys. Yeah, the first I, movie is extremely ver- Yeah, yeah. I have no idea when I saw this. My my recollection is I saw this between 10 to 12, which okay. <laughs> probably shouldn't track because I don't remember watching a ton of R-rated movies back then. But um, I, I still enjoyed the Robocane. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was cool. The The fight was gratifying, right? I thought it was a good payoff. Like everybody else, like the rest of it was just throwaway. I just, it was only two hours, but it on the first half of it, I kept like looking at my watch, like, are we going to have enough time to record tonight? Cause it just, yeah. it felt like it went on forever and ever and ever. But when it finally did to get to some kind of action, I thought it was fun. I thought there was some fun comedic points. I really wish they had done more with the villain kid. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I thought he was a very interesting little piece of work. Yeah. And I, I wish climatic. Yeah. I wish he had gotten a little bit more or something played out there, but it's hard to do violence against kids. I know. <laughs> I, know. I mean, even when he gets lit up, it's off screen. Yeah, you know, yeah. like he's in an armored car, so you don't see it. But um, that, all of that said, I'm a sucker for Michael Bay style pyrotechnics <laughs> and, you know, psychologists getting their comeuppance. So for me, 
Um, <laughs> we love psychologists. And office politics. Life. So, yeah. I mean, for me, for that reason, I think it's exceptionally bad. Like, mm-hmm. I would probably watch this again late one night with Netflix <laughs> or something like that. My wife would come down. She'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, shut up. I'm going to watch uh, the show. Nate? Oh, uh, well, if we had an exceptionally violent, I would, <laughs> I would yes. go with that. Uh, I, you mentioned the kid villain. I... We didn't talk about this, but I'll mention it briefly. It's like when he's die when he's dying, uh, in the armored vehicle full of money. So his own little uh, money, ba- you know, Scrooge McDuck money bin. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then RoboCop stays with him because he's like, I'll, I'll call an ambulance. He's like, No, just stay with me. And I was like, Are we supposed to like feel bad? Feel yeah. anything here? Because. <laughs> I mentioned earlier on in the film, I'm like, I don't, I don't promote violence against kids, but something's got to happen to this kid because he is just like the worst. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, and something about continuing to shoot bullets at a bulletproof robot. Yeah. That's just mowing you and your fellow officers down. Yeah. It was just like you've got to regroup and come up with a better plan because this is. Why doesn't anyone ever try to shoot him into his flesh part? Well, I'm, I'm talking about in his mouth. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm talking about Kane. Those, like, yeah, those yeah, luscious Kane. lips, because right. <laughs> uh, they've been insured. Um, and uh, so uh, that that kind of bugged me. Uh, I, would I watch this again? It is. It's long. Um, I, I I'm just leaning. I'm leaning towards bad. I think I'm going with bad on this one. It was. I couldn't recommend this. I couldn't watch this with my kids. No way. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. way too violent. Um, and while I feel like they they were over the top violent on purpose, I don't mm-hmm. think it rose to the level of what they were trying to accomplish. Right. Bracky. Yeah, I, there's something to be said uh, to a lot of those plot points where you think, okay, there's going to be a point to this, and then it just it just moves on to where there's there's no pay payoff uh i i yeah we've i'm glad you mentioned the little boy and he's the best part of the movie i thought uh, as far as the villain goes and um his conclusion was really kind of disappointing when um robocop shows up and you're like oh he's already been he's already lying there near death oh he's about to die okay it's over um and he's the best villain in the movie so uh, in a lot of ways, I was just kind of scratching my head a lot through this movie and trying to figure out what each storyline meant and what it was trying to, what the point was, because they really, it was, it was made up of these little vignettes that could easily have been cut from the movie and made it a little bit tighter and made it a little bit more fun. Uh, I think if there was a nice director's cut of, maybe an hour 25 minutes where you kind of fast forward the in you know good 25 minutes and kind of fast forward through like the first half of that last battle scene and go into the battle scene um with maybe 15 minutes to go um it would be a good watch but that's not the what uh Irvin Kershner gave us so <laughs> i'm gonna have to lean towards a disappointing bad on this one now ben before you before you respond i want to ask a question to see if it'll change your opinion 
what if they completely cut out Kane and the kid was the villain the entire time? Ooh. Something happens to him and then the kid becomes the robot and then he's like, what's up, y'all? I'm like, <laughs> boy, got an upgrade. And now he's fighting RoboCop. Would Do you think that would have been a much better and interesting storyline? That would push it more it's towards a tighter, a tighter yeah. story. Yeah. Um, I, I thought Kane, when, you know, before he became a RoboCop 2, was actually a pretty good villain. I mean, they could have, I feel like they could have cut a good, the, the first half hour of this movie yeah. out, and it would probably not have hurt it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first, you know, hour of this movie is really slow. There's not much going on. He's being RoboCop, and they destroy him, and then they rebuild him, and then he has to get rid of his memory so he's back to his regular self and then he's back to his i mean like they, they just could have just cut yeah, some yeah. of that stuff out that yeah. stuff and you know just moved into we've got this really bad villain there's these drugs on the scene uh and he's you know now he's robocop 2 and he's gonna take over and there's gonna be this great battle and you know great it, this, yeah that's what this movie is it's action and and shoot, shoot him up and, you know, go with it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That That's, you know, that's a good point. I mean, I, I think maybe more of the boy would have been great, too, would have would have helped yeah. the movie. There were a lot of mixed motives, I would say. It was hard to care what people cared about. Uh, I just had the thought, like, before we finish up, we have, I probably, I feel like we have to mention what's probably the most iconic part of this movie mm -hmm. that people who've never seen this movie might know oh, this right. movie for. Yeah, that's right. It's when, when he's got all those conflicting prime directives and he's the, he's the helper of the neighborhood and stuff. <laughs> uh, those kids are running off and then he pulls out his gun and fight and rapid fires a bunch of shots oh, right. around in a, <laughs> in a, like a silhouette around a guy's head. And the guy is smoking a cigarette, and the cigarette falls out of his mouth, and he goes, thank you for not smoking. <laughs> yes. So the ridiculous. best part in that scene is and, people are literally, like, carjacking somebody right. behind them or something. <laughs> like, a much more sinister crime is happening. Yeah, and we were talking, though, too, during the movie. We were, like, really hoping for a lot more one-liners. Yeah. That would really make this... I feel like the first one had more one-liners. Yeah, yeah, this... That was the only one-liner in the yeah. whole movie was yeah. the thank you for not smoking. Well, even when they rebuilt them, they didn't even talk about how they had the technology to do so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so uh, I kind of have a um, an asterisk thought about this, and okay. that is – sorry, asterisk There thought. you go. <laughs> Nuclear. That, that was bothering was like, me. Did I just say asterisk? You did. Asterisk. <laughs> I was talking about the little, uh, the the comic asterisk. Sorry, asterisk. Nuclear. <laughs> All right, uh, and that is in the RoboCop trilogy. The first movie is a good, good movie. I'm doing air quotes. A classic eighties kind yeah, of. It is. It's good. And the last movie is painfully bad. The third movie is painfully bad. Mm -hmm. And this movie. In the trilogy, I would consider uh, an exceptionally bad version of RoboCop. But taken as a movie on its own, um, there, yeah, there's just too much of nothing in it. I mean, there, like we've said, so many just random plot lines that are unnecessary. They don't feed into the 
the main story the main story is much shorter than than the movie um they don't use the right villain the right way and um the even though visually it's fun to watch uh especially if you like action movies there's a lot of action and stuff i mean i guess if if you don't care about plot at all and you just want to see action it's it's fine um the i one of the things that i feel like is the the drug that's in this nuke mm-hmm. i feel like they did such a good job of kind of making you know that nuke was a bad thing mm-hmm. right i mean you you kind of understood the power of nuke everyone is like doing nuke constantly mm-hmm. throughout it you know and you don't really know what the effects of nuke are or whatever just that they're everybody's dependent on it mm-hmm. and i feel like um I kind of feel like if they took the little kid and nuke and just did stuff with that, they would have uh, had a much better film. Well, I kept thinking about how he was not, he didn't use. Right. Right. And he kind of controlled other people because he's like, what, 12, 12, 13 year old kid. Yeah. yeah. And he's controlling these adults because he's the supplier. So I totally, uh, I think he was more than 12. I I kept hoping that he was 17 and going <laughs> to turn 18 right at the end of the movie because at the end of the first film, uh, Robocop has a prime directive that he can't kill anyone who works for OCP. And the main bad guy at the time, uh, he's there. He's like, you can't kill me because I work for the company. And the old man says, you're fired. And Robocop's like, thank you, and then kills him, right? I expected the kid to be like, hey, today's my birthday. And RoboCop's like, you're no longer a child. And then take him out. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's such a great story. The kid, the, kid, the boss is sitting around with his family with 18 candles. And RoboCop kicks in the door. Happy Blows birthday. him out with his bullet. Better alive. You're coming with me, punk. <laughs> and just wastes him. That's the thing is they had this set up with Nuke, the, uh, the drug and the kid, and and you just you kept thinking it was going to go somewhere good and the story was going to progress, but it just ended up not. Yeah, it just left you disappointed, unfortunately. So yeah, I'm going to go bad on this one uh, overall. So I will say it's bad. Uh, I think it's great that so far in this season of sequels, we've had a lot of m- kind of mixed reviews on mm-hmm. this. We haven't had any super stinkers so far i was afraid this might be and i don't think it was it was it was bad but it was not super painfully bad we almost watched robocop 3 though robocop 3 would have hurt Uh, yeah that would have hurt yeah um so uh thank you for listening with us and we want to hear from you so make sure to contact us uh you can email us directly at the guys at Sorry, the guys at exceptionallybad.com. You can check out our website at exceptionallybad.com. Check out our Instagram at exceptionallybad. And I think that's all <laughs> Twitter the, all, at oh, exceptionallybad. Elon, Elon, Elon Musk.com. <laughs> I'm thrown off because I always okay. do the email. That's right. We always mix them. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Well, let us know what you want us to review. And next time we will... I'm not going to say what we're going to review, but next time... It's going to be a sequel, though. It's, it's going to be a sequel, and this is the hint. It's going to be personal. <laughs> and welcome to all of our new listeners. Yeah. Glad yeah. to have you. 1942. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> the sequel to All right, guys. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye. I'm going to die. You know what that's like, don't you? It really sucks. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post? <laughs>